Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in the humble Stoffer both the city's south side with Oilers Now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. And Digitex wants you to know that they want to wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, We'll get into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. Lots of you uh, responding to uh, former defenseman Mark's comments where enough's enough. We got to take this thing on and eventually get back to working. And, uh, of course, the genesis of this conversation is around the point that, uh, you know, could you theoretically, and I'm not saying the next three weeks, but maybe in the next three months, have a regional play down, and it's been discussed before, possibly at maybe some locations where NCAA schools reside, where they have student housing, uh, where they would be able to do testing because they have science departments at the school, the students aren't in the student housing, and they have decent-sized facilities to host NHL teams. To get more thoughts on that, we head into our... Canadian Power Pack segment with Brian Burke, Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We welcome to the show every Thursday at 105, longtime NHL executive, now with NHL Hockey on Rogers, Brian Burke. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, all along, you have been uh, very uh, cautious, I would say and pragmatic in your approach. Uh, So, on that note, uh, Gary Bettman again yesterday on Fox uh, Business talking about, you know, we're working on things, maybe there's a scenario or two that could exist. And I'm going to circle back to, you know, could we look to potentially homes of NCAA institutions where you could maybe house four teams 
and have sort of a regional play, uh, play down type scenario uh, where you've got, you know, the ability to test players on a regular basis. And Brian, I'm not talking about in the next couple of weeks, but I am talking about, you know, in the next two to three months. Is there any validity to that whatsoever or is it purely hoi polloi and pie in the sky? Well, I, as I've said from the get-go, I do not believe we will play uh, this year. I, I don't think we're going to get cleared to play. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I'm pinning all my hopes on uh, a vaccine being fast-tracked through. But short of that, um, I think that uh, we're we're not focused on uh, on the right issues, which are um, when it's going to be safe to play and what economic damage have we done to the the industry before we get back playing so to answer your question it's a great idea uh, I, I think the league i love the league's approach which has been the second we're cleared to play we're going to play it might be empty buildings it might be a neutral site but we are going to be ready when the authorities tell us it's time to play we'll be ready to play i just don't think we're close to that where the death toll in the united states is past thirty-one thousand. Policemen and first responders are dying in New York every day. I don't think we're high on Governor Cuomo's priority list as far as getting hockey back on the ice. What about Trump? What about the desire of Trump to get sports up and running? Well, I, I don't think um, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, I think the governors will be able to make their own calls in their own states, and the, the science is going to guide right. when we come back to play. No one wants to get back more than I do. Everyone wants to get back. But I, I just can't see, if they fast-track a vaccine, um, I can't imagine the governor of Michigan that wants the Red Wings to get the vaccine before he gets the Ford Motor Plant open in Detroit. I can't imagine that, that, that the health care workers don't get first in line. Sure. I just don't think we're focusing realistically. Now, what the league is doing, which I applaud, is, like you said, Bob, they're turning over every stone. Uh, these things aren't pie in the sky. It might very well be a scenario like this. I love the league's approach, but... I, I, don't, I don't think we've seen the worst of this disease yet in the U.S., and I think our return to play is going to be tied to the the worst jurisdiction where we have a team. Which you've stated from day one. I mean, we had you on the day the league got shut down, and you stated that from the beginning. Are we not playing until there's a vaccine? Or do you I, think I, I, do you think the NHL, uh, I don't want to use the word circumvent because it has a negative connotation to it. So... Uh, we we have listeners to the show right now, Brian, that love hockey, that love the discussion, um, that would say no hockey until we have a vaccine. And we have others that would say, why can't you control the environment you're in? Well, I, I think the first thing back is going to be control the environment. Uh, if we play before there's a vaccine, then for sure we won't play to big audiences. Right. Like I wouldn't let any of my kids go to a, an NHL game until there's a vaccine just not happening and and i'm not going to go and put them at risk that i could get it unless there's a vaccine so to me the return to play scenario would be no fans to start with and you're talking now if we if you know i said this earlier today on the radio you're talking a, a, a major reduction in the players salaries right before we get back to work because you lost 15 percent of the season if we don't play the rest of the regular season games all the playoff revenues, a couple hundred million dollars. Uh, if we played at no fans in the fall, that's more revenue lost. You, you could be talking for worst case scenario. If we don't play till 2021, you could come back to a $40 million salary cap. 
How would you do that? Players would have to take a reduction. Yeah. Well, so Connor McDavid in an $81 million cap is making $12.5 million, so let's cut that half. He's at $6 million, $6.25 million per. Yeah. And then I'm saying worst case, worst case, yeah. 2021. But I, I envision right now that you're looking at a salary cap reduction of at least $15, $20 million, even yeah. if we play to no fans in the fall. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you think they'd just be? I mean, you guys in the past when there when there were lockouts, there was a which which lockout was there? Twenty four percent reduction in ninety four, that... ninety five, I think. Okay, uh, and and so I, I mean, it, it has happened before. And in theory, the player. I mean, we just had Louis DeBrusque on, a former player, and he thinks the players today are you know feel far greater part of the partnership than maybe what he played because there's a 50 50 revenue i mean the players aren't stupid they realize what's going on too they're the first ones to know they realize how bad it's out there right now as well brian like they well, yeah, to... and, and players aren't stupid players are players are really smart and, and about things that you can never lie to your players because players figure it out right away yeah but no one's focused on this and it seems to be that I seem to be the only one focused on where this is going when we get back to play. So let's assume we can play to empty buildings in August and we can have a Stanley Cup awarded, right. which to me requires three rounds. You have to have eight teams in, so there's three rounds minimum, or else there's an asterisk on that cup as far as I'm sure. concerned. But if this all proceeds beautifully, we can play to empty buildings. I don't think there's going to be a widespread vaccine, and this is where I hope I'm wrong. If the greatest minds in the world get together, I can't imagine they couldn't do the vaccine quicker than they have in the past, which is 12 to 18 months. Sure. But barring that, we're going to play to empty buildings. So a home gate in Toronto is worth about $2 million. So if they skip the first half of the season and play with no fans, that's $2 million a night times 20. 20 home games. That's $80 million right there. 85% of the games were played this year. That's 15% weren't played. That's another, I don't know, 75 to $100 million there. No playoff revenue. That's a couple hundred million dollars there. We're talking about recovering a vast amount of money and hoping that with the economy rebounding that people can still afford to buy season tickets. Because I'll tell you what the first thing, the first thing that you cross off, if you Absolutely. lost your job and you're sitting with your wife at the kitchen table and you got a pencil out, the first thing that comes off the list as far as reducing your, the burden on your household income is pro sports tickets and concert tickets. Second thing is family vacation. But we'll see what we come back to. I don't think anyone's focused on it, and I think it's a major issue. Uh, and how you don't think people are – do you think the managers in the back – do you think it's concerned some of your former peers around the league? Yes, I do. Because Yes, I do. I think they're, they're concerned, but – the players are 50-50 partners now. They get 50% right. of hockey-related revenues. Those revenues are going to be reduced dramatically. Hopefully, not as dramatic. I'm going worst case could be $40, $40 million cut. That's worst case. That means not playing until 2021. Right. But it's certainly going to be a significant cut, even if we get back to play, say, by Christmas time, the full buildings. And again, we have states in the U.S. I mean, Mayor Garcetti in Los Angeles said yesterday, you know, no uh, mass events, meaning, you know, sports or concerts until 2021. Yeah. It, until January, right? So there you have it. I mean, that tends to be 
a left-leaning, more you know, liberal state, as we know, who ironically have done, they're being praised for the work they've done on COVID-19. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, you, you're sitting, well, let's give you an example. You're looking at Taylor Hall, okay? Arizona Coyotes, and there's a story that's moved here in the last 24 hours. Taylor's an unrestricted free agent this year. <laughs> Picked a bad year to be at UFA, eh? The way it's, it's going to be working out here, Brian? Yeah, he did, and so did Alex Petrangelo, and so did Tori Krug. These are good players and good guys. Yep. You don't get that many chances at unrestricted free agency, so I do feel for that group, but I think they picked a terrible time to acquire that status because yeah. I've been a skeptic about playing. I, I do believe the game's going to come back. I do believe we'll be in good shape down the road. I think people need sports. It's important. So I hope I'm dead wrong on all of this, and I pray – the vaccine is the cure to getting the buildings full. I don't think we have any chance until that happens. So to me, let's let's put all our efforts into that. But we're still a ways away, folks. And the economic damage to this game is going to be way more significant than most people are counting on right now. Well, can we not make it an extended metaphor for what most of society is going to have to deal with when we get back to working full time as well? Yep. Yep. I mean, it, but you're not you're, you're not, not going to go to work if you don't think it's a safe place to go to work. You need a vaccine. You have to have some protection against this horrible disease, and then we'll lurch forward till we have another one, and hopefully not for another hundred years. But well, well you know, the other, just like I said earlier on the radio, this we are walking on a Martian landscape, not a lunar landscape, because people have actually walked on the moon. But this is ground that no one's ever walked over before. We're joined by uh, Brian Burke, uh, who joins us every Thursday in Oilers now for a Canadian Power Pack. And you said your peers are thinking about this. And, uh, I mean, the crazy part of this is we don't even know, like, do you have any idea when they theoretically would do something like the NHL draft? Or when, like, I I guess, obviously, first things first, we'd have to know whether or not there'd be a resolution to the season. And it totally is understandable, Brian, why the NHL has not made a proclamation one way or the other at this stage because if you're the league you want to hold out hope for as long as you can well let's let, let's go with the ideal scenario we all would like to see the season completed all right it's been a great story for the edmonton oilers we all want to see how that story ends so first scenario would be we complete the regular season then we determine who's in the playoffs or not like we always have right now if it turns out we've got to sacrifice the rest of the regular season we've got inequities in the games played then I think you have to go to a winning percentage. And then okay. you have to decide, are we going to do 16 teams in the playoffs, if you can do all four rounds, or are we going to expand the playoffs just this one year? But I think we're going to run out of time to do all of those. I think if we do have a Stanley Cup, it's going to be three rounds. It's going to be a best of five in the first round. It's going to be different travel schedules. Like, in other words, in a best of five, you might play the first three games in the home city and never move. You would get the home ice advantage for game two. You would get the last change. But it'd be an yeah. empty building, and you'd play three games there, and then you'd go back, or you'd play the whole series there if it's a neutral site. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. The calendar's going to dictate what we can and cannot do. 
Absolutely. Uh, have you, uh, over the now, besides spending extra time with your family and checking on your family on a day to day basis, anything else you've been working on that's, and I, I'm going to ask you this every week, have you watched any of those retro, I mean, you, you lived some of those retro games, but have you watched any of those retro games? Today, by the way, Brian, is the anniversary of Essa Tickenen's hat trick goal against the Calgary Flames when Edmonton rallied from 3 0 down in 1991. It's the last time the Battle of Alberta. It took place was on uh, uh, this date back in 1991. That's a sad statement, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think you would have seen that get resolved this year if we'd gotten a chance to see it. But we'll see. Again, I, I know someone told me you sound like uh, a grim reaper when you do these interviews, but I, I don't think people are focused on the right issues and the right timing here. I think it's part of my job to, to call that out. Um, I hope I'm dead wrong on all this, but I, I think this. We need to get the game back on the ice. If that means empty buildings, I'm all for it. Fair enough. Brian, as always, we appreciate your time. And uh, we'll hook up next week. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That's Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline. We're going to get into our Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063 when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thanks, Jajar. It's 124 in Edmonton. All right, into our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Don says, Bob, so good to hear Brian Burke tell it like it is. Until we have a vaccine, don't see any hockey happening. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Another texter on our Ashley Fine Floors text line says, Bob, this text out of Edmonton, Brian is bang on. If this hysteria, if this hysteria continues to the point where it puts local business of all types out of business, uh, where it handicaps airlines and hotels, et cetera, et cetera. The money will not be there for pro sports and won't be until all those businesses recover. This is straight math. When the financial crisis of 2008 hit most people were still working, it affected real estate values mainly. This is affecting everything. Could you please give Brian props for me? He is a great guest on uh, on your show. Uh, again, you can text us at... Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Another text says, Bob, I have to say, Taylor Hall has had the most unlucky career. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, and now he is a UFA in this season. Uh, yeah, it's been a tough go for him. Jason from Sangudo has the ability to uh, make me laugh. He says, Bob, playing in empty buildings, giving it everything you have with no applause, no cheering, no noise of encouragement. Bob, that sounds like a married man's life to me from Jason in Sangudo. Again, uh, 780-496-0063. We're getting a lot of texts coming into today's show. Uh, should mention to you, some, some of them are pretty interesting. During the season, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Uh, Jim Brown, Trent Brown, the gang of James H. Brown, they want to wish you the best to you and yours during these challenging times. And a reminder, when uh, accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Worst case scenario, Mr. Escott. 
Worst case scenario. What do you think? <laughs> Worst case scenario being no hockey until 2021? Yes. Uh, 40 million. 40 million shaved from an 81 million. He's basically saying the salary cap would be cut in half. Worst case scenario. Do you think that could happen? Uh, I'm just thinking of the decades of rebuilding that would take financially for these clubs and what impact that might have on, on some of the smaller market teams. You know, like is a Florida or a Carolina going to survive that? There's no way. There's not a chance. Well, and therein lies part. We, and people say you talk about it too much, Bob. You talk about way too often about you know, and the Oilers since the 0405 lockout, we brought this up before, and Brian has validated this, by the way. Edmonton, with the exception of one year, has contributed to revenue sharing. Do you want to continuously be dragging along? Imagine if you're out there right now and you were a uh, franchisee and you had 30 other partners and the same three partners were being a challenge on a year-by-year basis and the other, you know, let's say the top 10 producing franchisee holders were uh, were bucking up for the bottom 10 and the same three or four were year after year taking the majority of the Would you want to continue that, especially coming out of something like this? Now, you mentioned it would take decades and decades. Let's not forget the cap was at $39 million when we came out of the 0405 lockout. It's now at 81. So in a span of 15 years, it climbed by a total of over $40 million. We will uh, take a timeout, 128 at Edmonton, off to a COVID-19 pandemic update. Global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. Dylan Gunther, we're going to do something a little bit different from the Edmonton Oil Kings. He was named WHL Eastern Conference Rookie of the Year. We'll get to him uh, this day in Oilers history and more text when we come back in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.